0: Welcome to the Storytellers Podcast. I'm your host, Marcia Hoffines. I'm a coach, speaker, yoga teacher, and overall just badass, kick ass human being. I use my intuitive talents to guide my energetic gifts to help me tap into the feeling in the room and the people that are around me. And that's what helps me lead conversations. This season we're doing things a little bit differently. You're going to start getting a taste of what it's like to be part of our makeshift happen programming. You're going to hear from women who have gone through the program, the tools that they've used and taken with them forward and how it's helped them make huge, massive transformations in their life. There's also going to be an ongoing series with me and a dear sweet friend, Nancy Barrows, who is a powerhouse speech therapist, mastery coach and survivor of abuse, eating disorders and other taboo topics. And her and I are gonna be doing ongoing conversations. This season is very meaningful to me. It's coming out of a time where we sometimes lost a little connection and lost our way to one another. So I hope season three of the Storytellers Podcast brings you joy, inspiration, motivation, energizes you, helps you feel more connected, and while we share some deep truths, you expand your life and your circle just by tuning in and listening. Let's get started. on this computer and here we go. So here I am. I'm back and I'm really excited because I'm doing things in a little bit of a different way and actually I'm doing things in a little bit of different way because of this beautiful woman that I'm here with today and that you guys are going to get to hear from and if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever you're tuning in from maybe you get to see our faces or if you're just listening on the podcast. I am here with Nancy and um, this is going to be I'm really excited about this, because this is going to be like a series of conversations that we're going to be having ongoing. So this is just our very first introductory and I'm really excited about it because it's going to also kick off Relaunching Storytellers podcast with all of you. I know I'm so excited. I, can't, I gotta I gotta figure out how to do this whole heart you thing. Did it. You did. I got it. it. I know, but yours looks so much cuter than mine. Look, I'm like I'm comparing. All right, we're judging already. Right. That's heart. gonna be going right. Look, look <laughs> judge. I'm judging my heart hands.
1: I was gonna say we have we have a report card for everything somehow. We <laughs> hear <laughs> There's some grading scale for everything. If we you do.
0: can't, I know if you're on the podcast, you're like, what is she doing? I'm like making the little heart symbol right. with my hands, and I'm like totally <laughs> saying that she's doing it better than me so welcome back to podcast land i took some time off um honestly january through gosh it's may, may. i haven't recorded podcasts you guys are going to get to hear all about this um in an upcoming episode but i've been pretty sick and i've had to advocate pretty advocate advocately that didn't make any sense i have been leave <laughs> For my own health and wellness, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you guys about that because it's really important to me to um, share that. And I'm feeling like myself again, but I want to take a second and just introduce you to Nancy. She was introduced to me by um, Raquel Boris, who I interviewed on last season's podcast, and she's a friend of mine in the Northern Virginia area. But Raquel hooked Nancy and I up. It was like the beginning of December. And I, I, one of the things that I loved about last year, totally loved about last year was I met people and I made friendships that I would have never met, never made had life just been quote unquote normal. And um I'm speaking about this just as the world seems like it's starting to churn in a way where things are gonna be going back to normal. Um ish. I don't even know, I hate that word anymore. It's kinda to me, I feel like that's like self-care. Like it's way overused. What does it even mean?
1: It means something different to everybody. Everyone. (laughs) Well, and for me, we'll get into this another talk, I'm sure. But for me, self-care, like for so long, it's like, well, what do you do for self-care? Yeah, and I was like frantically looking for the thing to do for self care. Right, and what ends up being my self care is actually doing nothing. And nothing. So was, yeah. Hey, there. I was searching and doing self care wrong. There's the report card again. Um,
0: <laughs> well, we we can talk about this because social media makes you think so, and it's fat. It's funny. One of my favorite coaches that I've done some of her programs, Jackie Carr. I, sometimes I'm like, girl, you and I are on the same freaking wavelength. I was thinking about this topic, self care. And two days later, scrolling through the social needs, she made a whole post. She's like, dude, I'm not going to tell you how to do self care. Like, let's stop it with telling people how to do this. But let's get back to introducing Nancy. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is how this conversation is going to exactly. be ready because this is how it goes with me anyway. <laughs> um that's manifest that's the mani in me so nancy i want you to take a moment and just introduce yourself to my audience introduce yourself to whoever is going to be listening to this and um and then we'll get into it so tell us a little about a little bit about you
1: sure so i am not in the northern virginia area i am out here in california in southern california um i work my quote-unquote day job. I'm a speech-language pathologist, and I have a private practice, and I work in the public school system. Um, I love the fact that my job is helping people communicate and find their voice, and through the work I do, people are making you know better, stronger, real friendships, and and creating community around each other. So it fits perfectly into everything that I love um, on the side, because <laughs> there's a right. million things with all the free time on the side. So I do mastery coaching and I am you know working with people to really discover sort of it's the what's holding you back and now what piece um so you can't move forward if you don't know what's holding you back and it's great to discover what's holding you back but you need to move forward and so it's that mastery piece right giving someone a, a skill or a list of things they can try and walking away doesn't I mean, I know what I'm supposed to do, and I still have a hard time, quote unquote, like doing the things I'm supposed to do or could be engaging in that would make some of my chaos less chaotic. So right. it's, really a, it's really about that discovery and then moving forward to mastery. So I love doing that too, because again, you know, moving that energy through with people, and that's sort of the light work I do is in the healing and the guiding and you know, a little bit of that shadow work to really connect mm. with what's going on. And so I love doing that. And it it, it integrates skills that I have from 20 plus years of being a speech language pathologist in the field of communication and disorders and sciences and the light work energy of who I am just as a being. And I've always done without even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just, well, and this is where sort of Raquel comes into the story. So we'll we'll introduce Raquel, who is my best friend. She was on your show, your podcast. Um, Raquel is my best friend of 28 years now, I think. Uh, she was one of the first people I met when I moved to California to go to UCLA. And there's a whole story of why I ended up in California. We'll get into that, I'm sure, another show. But absolutely, I came from New York, ended up in California. Ah, so, New, where were you in New York? Rockland County, I grew up in. So, oh, it, yeah. where? So, uh, gosh, most people don't know my exact town, but they know Nyack or Japan. Or wait, tell me, blah
0: Okay, well, my girlfriend lives in Suffern, Montebello. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's not far at all from where I grew up. Yeah. So, see, I would have known it. You just <laughs> told me, and I am very familiar with that area. But anyway, let's keep going. Go. I didn't know that. That
1: something new. Exa- that's what I was gonna say. What I love about this moment is it demonstrates how you and I have known each other. Yeah. And we've learned a lot about one another, but we continue to discover about one another. And that's true in all friendships, all relationships, all, you know, places where people are, are coming together and having a conversation. So um, my best friend Raquel knows that years ago I said, you know, one of my goals is I want to have a TED Talk. And I just said it. I want to have a TED Talk. I want to write a book. Okay, congratulations. So what are you doing toward that? But the answer was nothing. At the time I was married and you know, my my life was very different. I wasn't pursuing these things. I was working and, and being a wife and you know, doing the hosting of friends and all that, which I loved. I, I loved my community, I loved the gathering, I loved all that. But the piece of me, there's a piece of me that got lost in all of that. My voice got lost in all of that. And you know, again, another episode. But um, I had been talking to Raquel and and over the course of the pandemic, actually, the 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 synchronicity of what fell into place for me was astounding. And it is undeniable. So the universe is like, listen, lady, if you're paying attention, everything you want is right here. Mm -hmm. Match my efforts. Match my efforts, you get it. And luckily, I was aware enough to see it all happening. And part of it was stepping away from the chaos of my quote unquote, normal life, the way I was living life before the pandemic Mm -hmm. and getting back hours that I was spending in the car, you know, now being in my home, um, other distractions being stripped away, sitting still, being by myself, I live alone, being by myself and really having that time to discover all sorts of things about myself and how do you react to different types of adversity and you know how are you going to maintain community and do you need community and how much alone time and all that balance. So it all started 2020, um, it was in February and I bought a house in Las Vegas of all places. Um, I have a very dear friend that lives there. And so it's a place where I would always have, you know, family, community. And during my divorce, I lost my home, you know, and I love, it wasn't just a house. This was my home. I loved this, this house. And it was one of those things where I knew it was coming, but it was ripped out from underneath me and trying to find somewhere else to live, the panic of finding a new home and not like Am I going to? Is it going to be somewhere I want to come home to? Is it somewhere I love and all of that? So I, I, I made a promise to myself that I was never going to have my home taken away from me again. And so I have worked for you know, a couple of years since I've been divorced and saved money because I was going to buy a house. That way no one could ever take my home away from me again. And so in February, I did that. And why I say it's so synchronous is I live in Los Angeles. The house is in Las Vegas. Christmas 2019, I was at a Christmas Eve party and met a woman who was a real estate agent. And, you know, we started talking about, yeah, I've been looking casually, not really. And she, we exchanged numbers. She contacted me, you know, after the first of the year and she was ready to go. And I wasn't even so sure I was ready to go, but here she is presenting me with stuff. We're going through it. She's talking about what do you want? And so that was probably the second week in January. I closed on this house February 13th. So, right. So, and and anyone who's bought a home or known anyone who's bought a home knows that this this is one of those dreaded things like, you know, people dread bathing suit shopping, bra shopping, jean shopping. Like, it's one of those things that you just don't, you know, it's going to happen. You know, you got to do it, but you expect it to be miserable. So, yeah, I, she was sending me listings. There were one that was really cute. Um, and she's like, she would go look at them and she was great. She was really honest. She's like, it is adorable. It's in a great place, but there's power lines. So I, you know, if it was me, I wouldn't kind of thing. So she went and saw this house and she came back and she goes, I see nothing wrong with this house. She goes, I cannot come up with any reason why you shouldn't put a bid on this house. And I said, okay. So we called my, one of my best friends who lives there and she and her daughter went over with the realtor and her daughter to see the house, and as the story goes, my friend's daughter walked in. She goes, "Oh, this is Aunt Nancy's house," mm. and she it's started. Like they could just feel it. They knew. Yeah, it. She, and that's what my friends said. said. It is. It was. It's so you. Like you walk in, and it's just like. And I, I call my house adorable. It is. It's absolutely adorable. It is no more space than I would need for one person. It is, you know, beautifully done. It was built in 2017. It's clean. It's bright. It's just lots of lots of things that resonate with me, and I guess represent me, which is really a lovely way to be seen. Um, So my friend Candace calls me, she says, put a bid in. She goes, buy this house. And so I said, okay. And I think it was late Friday night, I put the bid in, they came back with a counter. And then, you know, I put in, you know, whatever the, the modified bid. And I got a call on Sunday that they had accepted my bid. And I basically just bought it. It brings me to tears now. And I burst out like crying. Um, it was joy and elation, but it was relief. Yeah. And it was that place of, I can do this on my own. Right. Right. So I bought a house on my, I didn't ask my parents for help, my brother for help. I put all the financial together. I picked it. I got it inspected. I asked all the right questions. I found all the right people. I can do this by myself.
0: You which was were a- manifesting every single moment of the way.
1: Yeah. And it was like, when you go through with financing, usually there's a yeah. million hiccups. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my financing yeah. was approved in like two weeks and I had to wait a week. Cause it's the law that you wait. So, yeah. so synchronous. And it's a very long story to get mm. you to coming through the pandemic come November um when the schools went back in and you know I work with kids and I work in the schools I I lost a lot of clients they were willing to go you know virtual through the summer but they were like okay you know now the kid's back in school the schedules are hard it's not and lots of people do great virtually and there are a lot of people who don't yeah and so I understood but I lost a lot of a, a lot of clients that way as as lots of people did I mean things just shifted right oh my gosh yeah absolutely you know and so it's like okay panic And I lost part of my income that was, I used to go to a a private school. And Mm -hmm. in being completely honest with myself, I wasn't happy there. I hadn't been many years. There'd been a lot of turnover on staff. I had, I used to know people and go in and really enjoy the experience. And it just wasn't like that over the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. but I would never allow myself to consider it because I couldn't give it up. I needed Mm -hmm. the money, right? Right. Here the universe is going, okay, well, Um, let's see if I remove this, what happens?
0: Well, and this is fun because, um, Nancy is a generator and many of you know that I am a human design coach and I read charts. And one of the conditions, conditionings for generators is that they will stay put, we will stay put, um, as will manifestors, manifesting generators and generators will do this. So that everyone else feels comfortable. Yeah. Well that
1: was and my So that you don't
0: too. Yeah. So that you won't so that, you know, they won't feel, you know, people don't feel um like you know, worried.
1: Okay. Right. <laughs> right? like, you don't want to let
0: someone down.
1: Right. So, right. You don't yeah. want to yeah. let because anyone shouldn't.
0: down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 when really when you're living in your design, you are the, the universe, like you've been talking about is showing everything, sending everything your way. But when you are closed off because you're in your shoulds, you can't see it. So it's, it's amazing, um, to hear you say this. So keep going. Just no, a little, okay. fun, yeah. little and that's the truth is I believe yeah.
1: the universe was sending me things all along. I just, yeah was not receptive to them. I didn't see them. I interpreted them differently, whatever it yeah, was. I just yeah. didn't, didn't yeah. see it. So here, this income goes away. And normally I would be really anxious about that. Normally I'd be really anxious probably about oh, being yeah. in my house in a pandemic and the unknown. And I wasn't at all through all of this, quite frankly, yeah, there moments of fun. feeling, yeah, moments of feeling like, Oof, this is big, but not yeah. that like panic. Um, yeah. And so, okay. So <laughs> we're fast forwarding that's gone. And about that happened in October. And then uh, about a week or so later, Raquel puts a post onto LinkedIn and I had had an account and I was one of those people who thought, well, I have a job. I don't need to be on. Like, why would I be on LinkedIn? I have a job, right? Which let me stop here and tell everyone who's listening and watching how wrong I was, how much I have been missing out on. This is a it whole is. other podcast episode, right? It's, it's a totally podcast. different so platform landed. than I had judged yeah. it for, and Raquel mm-hmm. had told me that for ages, and I knew I, I I heard the stories of her connections and the friendships. Okay, yeah. so right, we're the we're the doubters here, yeah. and we're I'm a I'm a total convert. I, I yeah. absolutely, and I we can get into that another time, but she basically made a post that said, "My best friends on LinkedIn, you know, welcome her to the platform, connect with her," and there was such like this immediate outpouring of love Mm -hmm. and generosity and support from people Mm -hmm. I didn't know. But because they were Raquel's community, they Mm -hmm. were my community. And because Mm -hmm. they were the people they were, Mm -hmm. they welcomed me the way they did. They supported me the way they did, right? It was, Mm -hmm. it was just it's, it's who I was looking for. Yeah, it was who I was looking for, um, without the limits of my geographical, you know, location. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, backing up a little bit I had done for my niece was working on the campaign and she was a she was organizing volunteers and she wanted to do a volunteer appreciation and so she asked me she's so cute she goes you know all that stuff you post she goes that's a manifestation manifestation and positivity right and I'm like sure it is hon what do you need and so she asked me to do a talk for her volunteers Um, and that was the first time like I really formally presented any of who I am and what I do on a daily basis right sure my yeah. gratitude, my positivity, my energy, my manifestation. And it was really well received, really, really well received. In fact, they had me come back and do it again. And so that was also in the back of my mind. And I had talked mm-hmm. to Raquel about that. So it's like, oh, I'd love to be doing more of this. Um, and again, Generator, I have great ideas, but they're, they're all, you know, like in my mind, it's they, they're in the mason jars or that's what they are, like little mm-hmm. canning jars that you mm-hmm. would do. And they're, yeah. on this, they're all like on the shelves glowing. Yeah, you're ready. Yeah. But I just look at them and they're pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, getting, getting them going is where I, I want say I struggle. It's not my strong, it's not my center strength to yep. do that. So Raquel introduces me. I have this huge outpouring, um, mm-hmm. overwhelmed with my um, faith in humanity being mm-hmm. renewed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: being reminded. Um, and so, and that goes to other things too. I had lost community and divorce, and I know lots of people have experienced that. Another episode, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so a week later, she introduces me to another person who's part of a nonprofit organization. And...
0: Sorry about that. Sorry for the interruption,
1: <laughs> Life happens. Life happens. So all we've done is shown to, shown to everyone and everyone listening that like nothing's perfect. It doesn't have to be. It's perfect and it's imperfection. That's right. So I got involved with a nonprofit and Mm -hmm. a week later they were, there was a telethon, a 24-hour telethon on LinkedIn. And it was to create this XXO uh, Connect platform, which was all about authenticity, gathering people who had had similar experiences. So you could really have the conversation in a way that was the way it was meant to happen. You know, sure, people yeah. who could, could really say, I'm ahead of you. I'm behind you. I've been there. Whatever piece and place there was that you mm-hmm. needed to be, there was going to be somebody who could relate and you could relate to. And so they, it was given this really late spot because I'm on the East Coast. And I was like, OK, when I'd watched in the morning, everyone did about like a 20 minute Somehow I ended on for an hour and fifteen minutes, right? And of here course I am. you did. <laughs> Not shocking, um, but we were talking about things, and I Russ Johns was the person who. And if you guys don't know Russ Johns and the Pirate Broadcast, he is a stellar human being. Um, connect with him; he's amazing. But he, you know, he was asking really insightful questions about different reasons why people would be using the platform, and I realized I'm talking, and I keep referring to my childhood trauma, childhood trauma, mm-hmm. childhood trauma, and in that moment with. Such clarity and force I recognize for the first time at 47 years old, I'm part of the problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my. It, okay, wait, let me just stop right here. Well, first of all, this has been like an amazing introduction into you. Like, I love this. Like, you're just telling us like everything. And we still haven't gotten to the part where her and I have met. No. And that's the thing that's really cool. But let's talk about that for a second. And we, we're just going to totally interrupt the flow because, I think when we can realize that we are the solution to all of our problems, the
1: game changes. Well, and that's that mastery coaching, right? That here I am doing this for other people, but what's holding me back? Well, Mm -hmm. one of the things that's holding me back is I'm not showing up completely authentic and and
0: mm-hmm.
1: who I am and I always okay so let me let me put this in here yeah. um, first to piggyback on what you're saying when I realized I was the solution you know you're the solution to all your problems but that you could potentially be the solution to other people's problems right you mm-hmm. could contribute to their aha moment they're moving forward they're cutting cords whatever you you know
0: mm-hmm. however people
1: think about it that's pretty powerful. And that was the part of what transpired that day, right? Is realizing I was part of the problem and by being part of the problem, what that meant. So before I share a little bit about my story, I always like to let people know that it's not easy to receive and it's a lot to process and digest. So I give total permission for you to react however you, whatever comes up is totally fine. If you're disgusted, if you're anxious, if you're curious, I've had all those feelings too. So please don't judge yourself. And it is of no, I don't feel insulted or judged if that's how you receive it, it's, it's a lot. So the very brief version is that I was sexually abused by my grandfather till I was 16 years old. And it came out because a mandated reporter reported it. So here, the secret was that I was guarding my whole life, like my life depended on it. And it was just unleashed on everyone, my family, and I was not ready, in courts, and court-ordered therapy, and being evaluated if I was going to be okay to testify, and, like, I couldn't open my mouth to say boo, much less talk about any of this,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: that's, again, another story, but here's the secret that I had carefully controlled, and it literally, I used the word unleashed, because that's what it felt like, I, on am my whole family, before my belief was that up until that point, only I was getting hurt and look what I've done, now everybody is hurting.
0: So Nancy, the first of all, that was a huge share. And again, a piece of your story that you've never formally shared with me. So we keep we on keep covering all of these. I'm not gonna call them secrets because I think she just thinks she's said these things to me or I think she thought maybe Raquel shared pieces. You've heard me be, I don't know. And I'm I... like, no. So yeah, I must be like when I'm coming into your conversations, but we will, wow, that was like, that hit me in the heart. And um, thank you for just very openly sharing that. And this is why I have this podcast. Like this is, if you guys have listened to all of the stories or all of the conversations, it's, it's about like people sharing like really, really un- vulnerable, amazing. And I say amazing, not like it's amazing, but just like amazing stories. Mm-hmm. And we all have them. And everyone's story is relevant. Everyone's stories matter. Everyone's story is important. And everyone's story should be heard. Because to your point, and this is why I started the storytellers podcast. And this is why I have started the um, in person programming that actually Nancy's going to be a part of in July. And I did the first one last January is because through storytelling and people standing in front of rooms and opening up their mouths, you help Someone else heal. Yes, one hundred percent. And this is exactly why we are here doing these things. This is and and it all it's but what I wanted to say was and on top of that is I just started reading a book and I'm actually running a book club and by the time I run this podcast, you well you can join the book club anytime. It's called the Break Free Pod. Uh, book club. And in fact, there will be links in the show notes with some of the names that we're throwing out books that we're referencing and things like this so that everybody can go ahead and follow. But it's Martha Beck, and it's the way to integrity. And I'm on the chapter right now where she's talking about lies. And it's the lies that we tell, like to keep ourselves in, in like control or in just total denial over what's really happening. And Nancy's right now, if you can't see, she's putting her hand on her heart. Mm-hmm. And that's like what happens, like, this is what happens, right? The lies that we tell, it's like to keep yourself safe because you almost don't even want to believe that it's going on. Well, but it's, it's like some, you have you have to break through that lie to get to the point where you're like, oh my gosh.
1: I. Have it's to. the lies you tell to create your truth. Truth. Your alternate truth. Yes. Right? yes. yes. Um, and so, and they, I had not realized that I had not shared with you. And I, I gosh, I, I'm not going to apologize because this is meant to be no. at this time in this way. Absolutely. I just can't believe I haven't. Um, yeah. And that was the thing about me in my life. I had talked to, I talked about my abuse with people yeah. I knew, and, but I'd never said it publicly. I've never right. let the story be its own entity outside of me right. to people I didn't know. It's like you're projecting it up on the movie screen that everybody can see it. I gave it legs. It has a life, yeah. it's out there doing its thing. People are talking about it without me there,
0: yeah. right? To, yeah.
1: to yeah. make a comment, correct, clarify, and whatever that was, sure, um, was now out there. Cause I was talking about that. I talked about, you know, becoming anorexic after that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, my major depressive episodes and, and, and the whole journey through, right? Sure. And, and we can talk about day to day today. Absolutely. <laughs> right, day to day today. Um, and I, I can sit here and I can be polished and I can talk about this. And there are places where you can, you'll feel and see me you definitely mm-hmm. get emotional about it. But oh but yeah.
0: You so it's visceral. It's in your tissues. It right. hasn't all like, we hold on to these memories in our bodies and you no, know, even the strongest of us and the ones that have had the most energy clearing or have really gone through all of the steps, it's still going, we, we are emotional beings having an emotional experience in this world, therefore it's going to, and when you see someone else respond and when, or when you know that
1: you just connected to somebody and you just helped them see. Oh, this is why I will, and this was my going into 2021. I am shamelessly asking for airtime. I'm shamelessly asking to be a speaker. Put me out as a feature speaker. Put me as a keynote speaker. Get me on your show. Put me on your podcast. Give me smoke signals I can use. I don't care because it's not about me. It's (laughs) not about me. My my being able to share my story is a privilege. Yeah. And I say that because... There's so Ooh, many I why chills. I do too. What? I do too, and it's the universe telling me, "Go, girl! You, this is this is what." Have you, you see
0: said here. that before? No. Me sharing my story is a privilege. Did it everybody? Never explained could... it that way before. Oh gosh,
1: I'm writing it down. <laughs> thank you, because you remind me. But uh-huh. it truly is, and now I'm not introducing myself anymore, and we'll get back on that track. But it truly. Well, why don't
0: we? Why don't we pause for? Okay, remind again. me that.
1: About...
0: I, I have this right here. But why don't we just pause just for one second and say, what made Raquel introduce you to me?
1: Okay. So you had done um, a body chart with her. Yes. It yeah. was very profound to her, very right on, very illustrative, very um, freeing, very guiding to her. Um, where she knew so much of herself. It and you were telling her that, but then you were also clarifying different places. And so she like came to me, she's like, Oh my gosh, overflowing with the excitement about it. And then she stopped, she goes, Oh my gosh, wait, do you know who this is? And I said, I had no idea who you're talking about. She goes, Do you remember the woman that I worked at her yoga studio and we like hated each other? Like we thought the other each of us thought the other one was a total bitch. And I was yeah. like, Oh, I totally remember her. And of course, I'm like, I remember her. Come on, are we fighting? What are we doing? What do we do? What do you need from me? <laughs> You know, as the best friend, I'm ready, like earrings off. Earrings yeah. Off, Mom, what do you need? Um, and so she she reminded me of the story of how you guys used to relate to one another and how both of your circumstances were so different then. You yeah. were completely different people dealing with completely yeah. different things with a completely different set of tools. Um, and that the beauty of the universe bringing you guys back together again in this way to see each other differently and to gain insight and inspiration from one another. So she said, she told me the whole story. She's like, you're going to love her. Like, she's like, Nan, you're going to love, like, you are going to fall in love with her. You guys are going to be like besties BFF. I know it. Just like get in touch with her. And so I did, I reached out to you and was like, "Yeah, you know, and it was, you know, it was like, I think I contacted you. We set up like a zoom call or something like, you know, like, okay, we're going to have this call and three seconds into it. This is what we were doing.
0: Right. We Uh were just, we were literally just like, we've been best friends forever. So if you haven't listened to the episode where Raquel and I speak, we talk very openly about our dislike for each other, but why? And this is where this idea of like this external conditioning comes into play because like someone told me something about her, someone told her something about me. So we had these impressions and guess what? That's how we started our relationship with each
1: other. Well, right? What we don't hear a lot is toxic femininity. Mm. We hear a lot toxic masculinity, mm. but there is this toxic, toxic
0: femininity piece. I almost like that better than spiritual bypassing because that's another one that's just being mm. thrown around out there, but that's what it is. It's like spiritual toxicity, feminine toxicity. It's well, because women are so often playing in their masculine, because that's what we were taught to do to get ahead. Yep. And I can tell you that um, for the, there was a time in my life I can look back. I'm like, Ooh, that Marcia, she was an asshole.
1: <laughs> when I was single the first time. And this is still true, but in a different way, my brother who's four years older than me was working at a big law firm. And he was like, okay. My sister-in-law was like, get her, get her a man, get her a man. And my brother asks, he says, What are you looking for? And I this is the absolute truth. I said, Well, he's always gonna start with, I love you. Mm. But he's going to say, I love you, but you're being a bitch right now. Mm. Because I know my capacity. I know my yeah. capacity. And That's I need, awesome. I need not need, I desire to be in a relationship with someone who can call me out on that and put me in check.
0: Well, you know, we need people women men friends period doesn't matter we're going to be like hey you know what you need to soften your edges a little bit that's what i like to call it because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes we need those edges there's times that we all need the edges there's the times that we need to get out there and be that way but then there's the times where we need someone to be like hey their sister hey their friend yeah. you, you need to just like kind of kick yeah. it in a notch you know i have a this friend who's
1: you know her ramped up side, we'll call it. She calls peaches. So like when she starts going, uh, I go, "Hey, peaches."
0: <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, hey, has code mine? names. What would mine be? I mine don't know. What kind of? Spoilers. I love peaches because like that. that like to me is
1: like, oh, that's that little cute soft feminine thing. Yeah. But nope, it's yeah. not at all. It's yeah. not, at all. No, yeah. not.
0: No, that's not. No, let us me let me tell you something really funny about that peaches thing. So, my daughter Bella. This is like a total segue and it may or may not, it's totally not even relevant, but it's funny. When she was a baby, she had this like raspy voice. She sounded like she had smoked like a pack of cigarettes and been kicking back whiskey. And I called her Peach Louise. Cause she just and I don't know where that came from, but that's what I'll call her. Everyone'll be like, hey now, Peach Louise, when she gets a little salty with me. Huh? She she just starts laughing and she knows yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. I'm like, simmer down. There, there she simmer. is. That. There you are. Yeah. So Raquel just was like, you got so
1: I she felt that. our energies. She yes. totally and that Raquel is a master connector. Like that mm-hmm. is like That is that woman's talent yeah so it's really
0: true i'm a really great connector as well but raquel like if i'm here she's like level she's like mario kart level a thousand or whatever <laughs> like she does it so well and she just really really knows but i love that i and i i remember inviting her to the human design workshop and she was like all in and she was so excited and she after that was like this explains so much and it has it helps so much um give people just some real good clarity on how they're supposed to be using their energy whether you think whether you take anything else out of it or not it doesn't even matter when someone looks at you and says dude this is just how you're designed like literally it's not being a virgo it's not being a capricorn because i'm sure we can all look at those things and be like yes yes but mm, not really right this is 100 percent uniquely you because it it takes four different sciences and brings them together. And we'll have a whole different conversation about human design. But I love that she loved that moment so much yeah, she that she felt the call to share I that with you. I think she called me immediately getting
1: off with you.
0: And then we came yeah. back together, which yeah. is just, I think, remarkable. I love
1: that. Yeah, so I love it so much. Everyone being where they're meant to be and meeting when, Absolutely. like, again, I'm a very big believer of timing in the universe and mm-hmm. um, allowing and um, believing. Uh, it's a whole nother one, but yeah, so that's how, that's how we met. And I wanna say with, like the, the, the human design stuff, um, I don't like the word validate, mm-hmm. so I need help with that. But like, does, it was like, yes, this is me. To me, I feel like
0: it gives you freedom to yeah. suddenly go, okay, I understand this. I've always understood this about myself to be true.
1: Right.
0: I now understand the things and the patterns that I fall into because everyone told me, and then you insert the thing. Mm-hmm. And then you start, You you insert the thing and then you pluck that thing out and you pluck this new thing in and it just gives you freedom to be. And I think that's something that we've been missing a lot of in this world in general, we're conditioned, right? Mm-hmm. We're just conditioned. Like even when we talk about our perception, when you said the thing about LinkedIn, right? I can tell you, I didn't feel like I had a need, I'm like, who's gonna hire a mind a, a coach on right. LinkedIn, right? Who needs a yoga teacher on LinkedIn? Who wants to do a human design? Cause LinkedIn used to be like, guess. That's how you were finding jobs. Yeah.
1: Here's your resume. Here's my headshot. Does does anyone want to interview me?
0: Sure. And now it's, I, I'm just starting to get my feet wet with LinkedIn. Now that my energy is back, I actually have like way more like excited about it. Um, but you get, you get this conditioning in your mind and then it's a muscle that you have to exercise to turn it in the other direction. So, you know, if validations, the first word that comes to you, don't, it's like, that's fine.
1: Right. I'm not going to judge it, but there's, it's not the right word is, but I don't like that word because it doesn't feel entirely right. I already knew it was confirmation. It was, it was, it's a place of awareness where I could dig in. Mm -hmm. In a different way. And I want to say, like, LinkedIn is my preferred platform. I get the most engagement on LinkedIn. And one of the reasons I think this is true, and I could be completely wrong, and it might just be my experience. You know, Facebook, I've connected for the most part before LinkedIn, connected back to people who knew me when, right? There's people who knew me when. And same with Instagram a lot, maybe some more current friends, and I may have to take a pause and close the front door because they've decided to saw down whatever's right in front of my house. Um, But, you know, (laughs) Instagram was maybe some more, but like I added work friends or the person I met at party and I didn't really know. And then LinkedIn, everyone who has met me on LinkedIn has met me right now in this moment who I am. And wherever they come into my community. So if you were the first person that I connected with, you knew me when I was there and you have watched me evolve and decided to come along with me, you're, you know, oh, hey, thanks, what you're seeing, you love, and you still, we still have a connection, great. Or if you're jumping in today, right, Yeah. and we're connecting, you're getting who I am right now without all of that, like, who I was. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, yeah. there's power to that.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's, uh, it's, it's refreshing and to me, what it is, is networking at its best,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like really. yeah. So, um, okay. So this has been like, this episode is like super, super cool. I want to talk about it. Just a couple of more things before we
1: say, so, rain me in cause there's so much.
0: Yeah. Oh no, because we could go on and on and on and on. This is going to be a two part series. Um, cause I want to continue this conversation. But because of time and like, you know, how things go in the
1: world. Well, I and wanna... I will admit that I've got 20 to 30 minute extent, um, attention span for most things. Yeah, no, um, we're going to like, just... think this is really super interesting and I wouldn't walk away from it. back. But this is this is this is going to be the
0: podcast that you plug in and i'm going to tell everybody at the start of it you, if you're going to go take a walk put it in your ears and just be like we are two friends sitting down and you're going to be at the co- table with us just having coffee right. and that's exactly how i want it to feel it's exactly how is, i want to feel pause and, that's it the best and come thing. back to
1: the table right if you Enjoy. only have 10 minutes or 15 minutes to listen you listen for those 10 15 minutes and come back to the table we
0: If you've been following my podcast for a while, you know that that's how how these go. Sometimes we have got the 15 minute snippet and then sometimes we've got the long one. But let me ask you, I'm gonna ask you this question. I'm just gonna totally be putting you on the spot. But you're gonna be delightful doing this. What's the best thing that happened for you in quarantine? Mm. Besides buying your house. Right, well, and that's the thing,
1: I I love that what comes to me is a million thoughts at once, but I am going to bring it down to the basics of, I unloaded. I Ooh. when I told my story publicly, because I had held on to it because I work with kids, and you know people have ideas about. Sure. And I thought, well, what's going to happen if it's out there? Like, oh, people are going to know. They're going to think about me. What's going to happen? I don't know what I thought. I had big, awfulizing ideas, but putting it out there has been the best thing because I didn't realize how much energy and weight I was carrying. First, mm-hmm. so that freed up a lot of space um, for me, mm-hmm. uh, I have become closer with people that I knew, but maybe didn't know everything about me, mm-hmm. um, in a really lovely way, not that like obligated, like you need to know every, everybody needs to know everything about me, but, you know, engage with people on a different level that had already been in my life. It's brought amazing people into my life. Mm-hmm. And the biggest victory is that it's making a difference. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Mm, yeah, so I think the big thing for me in listening to you because, you know, if I were to really boil down, you know, how I've transformed my work, it's more energetic mm-hmm. um, than what I was doing before. And when I look at when I hear that word, I unloaded and then everything that you said after that, you just like cleared your aura so that people could come in, right? And experiences could come in. And, and the moment you started unloading your story, And in a way that was positive for the world and not uh, in a blaming way or, oh, what was me way, but like, hey, I wanna empower you through these words, through my experiences, you then were able to start receiving it all back in an abundance.
1: And that abundance is one of my words. Abundance Mm. and Amplify are two of my hashtags that I use all the time they're important mm-hmm. to me. Um, again, there's so much, We there's enough for all of us. That's why we never need to be in competition.
0: Absolutely. There's so much,
1: there's plenty for all of us. And, and if we amplify one another, then we receive so much more than we give. Um, I do warn people, if you're giving out negative, you're going to receive more negative back. So you do receive what you give. You mm-hmm. actually receive more than you give, but remember that the, the quality of what you're giving the intent behind your giving. Um, but it has allowed everything. Like I've stepped more into my energy work, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've cleared the space and I'm showing up as I am. And people are recognizing things in me that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they reflect back to me and I go, Oh
0: yeah. Okay.
1: And I'm stepping into them though. Like, okay, wait, this is, this is a new version of me. Let me step, let me step into this. I i am great at transmuting energy. You come to me with yeah. my whole life. Like, and I, yeah didn't have words for it and I didn't know what it was. But even Raquel has always said like, I come to you like when I need clarity and I feel heavy. And by the time we're done talking, right, I am, we're laughing and just, yeah. it just changes.
0: And that's a that's a very natural generator quality. You are here to lift up, the mm-hmm. raise people up yeah. through, and you can, whatever it is you love doing.
1: Oh, and this doesn't become, matter
0: what it is. This has become- you,
1: my baby. And yeah. I went out on LinkedIn and said, I started saying, I'm going to be known as the woman who changed the narrative on sexual abuse. Yes. Thank you. Right? I love but it. What it is now I is it. I am. I'm not going to be, I am the woman changing the narrative on sexual abuse. And that gives me chills. Like, wow. And I know it's happening because I have been given the gift, you know, and I, gosh, when you talk, you know, people hear. but through people's bravery and courage and honesty of reaching back out to me to let me know they heard me and it made a difference i it it makes me want to cry like it's such a flood of um I can do nothing else. That's it's like, it's a privilege to tell my story. That's what I'm doing. It's a privilege to have survived what I survived. It's a privilege to not only survive, but to thrive. It's a privilege to be able to speak about it because people get to where I am, but still have a barrier of being able to speak about it. It's a privilege that my family has said to me, I am so proud of you, go tell your story. And it's a privilege that it is bigger than me and it is changing lives and it is going to change the world and that
0: is going to conclude today's first part of our talk i love you too stay tuned for part two guys coming at you thanks for coming back remember to leave us a review leave me a review you can watch this live on youtube there'll be snippets of it on the gram on linkedin and various places and this is one of many more conversations with this beautiful human being to come thanks for being back thanks for waiting for me and just as always you are always right on time and go be magic well hey guys thanks so much for joining us and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast keep on listening sharing enjoying and hey follow us on social media instagram is msh underscore shift you can also follow me Marsha, m-a-r-c-i-a underscore alpines h-o-f-f-h-e-i-n-s you can also find us on the book and join our makeshift tapping group it's a public open group share goodies and information. Um, Visit my website, marshallhoffines.com. Sign up for the newsletter and we'll just keep you full of all the goodies, all of them, all the time. Talk to you soon.